Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. Create a brighter future with a savings plan from Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. Parents of children with rare diseases are helping each other amid long waiting lists and limited access to vital treatments after diagnosis. The Rare Ireland Family Support Network says it must fundraise for private therapies, counselling and consultant appointments amid pressures on the public health system. And parents have been telling a reporter, Barry Lenehan, how they often feel isolated after learning their child has a potentially life-threatening condition. Barry, what did you hear? Yeah, new findings released last month by Rare Diseases Ireland show how one in three children with a rare condition waited over five years for their diagnosis. And the parents I've been speaking to, Cormac, say not only is the road to diagnosis torturous enough, but when they get to this point, they often feel abandoned. Once they receive a diagnosis, families, they're referred to a specialist consultant geneticist to help explain their child's rare condition. However, waiting lists are long and they grew by a third between 2019 and 21. With a shortage of other specialist staff too, families may also struggle to access other vital supports. Now these, they aren't new problems. Six and a half years ago, Sword's mother of three, Louise O'Keefe, she discovered her then three-year-old daughter, Ella, had a rare chromosome disorder, neurofibromatosis microdeletion syndrome. This rare, potentially life-threatening illness It causes tumours to grow throughout the nervous system and it can also cause scoliosis, blindness and other serious conditions. And here's how Louise describes hearing that news. So when she was diagnosed, I was given the name of a condition on a piece of paper and I was told I would be put on the list to speak to a genetics counsellor who can explain to me what that means for Ella going forward. Um, and I waited around, I'd say, two years um, for that appointment. And sure, by the time I got the appointment, I was after doing all my research and finding out exactly what it means. But um, it was very, very hard to get that diagnosis and to be waiting that long to speak to someone who can explain it to me. It was a big shock to get a diagnosis so serious. It was an awful time. It really was frightening, isolating. It was just a really awful time, to be honest. Just 170 people recorded um, worldwide with this uh, Ellis condition causes tumours to grow through the nervous system. So it's progressive. There is no cure. We just have to monitor very closely, treat um, tumours as they arise and just hope that she stays healthy. You're given this huge diagnosis and you don't know what to do with it. You've never heard of it before. You're trying to find other people with the condition. You can't. So it's just really difficult. Absolutely no follow-up. There was no booklets about her specific type of NF. What did you do when you got the diagnosis then? I went on Google and I googled absolutely every single bit of information I could find and most of it was medical literature. So I had to try, understand, interpret all this medical literature related to her condition and I searched and searched and searched to try and find other people with the same condition. Things haven't changed. It's still the same stories that you're hearing. People are getting their diagnosis over the phone. Diagnosis wrote on piece of paper. The waiting list now is up to two years. Imagine getting a diagnosis, such a serious diagnosis of a condition that you have never heard before. Being told, sorry about this, your child has this, off you go. Um, You'll see someone in two years who can explain to you what the diagnosis means. You know, it's just mind-boggling really. A genetics consultant can explain to you how your child got this condition condition, where it came from, what, how it's going to affect your child. Then they can carry out further testing with the parents to see if either of you have the same condition
generation and passed it on and you need to know that if you want to have future children like so to wait two years for that appointment with no follow-up nobody even ringing you to say are you okay like you know it's not good enough it must be very difficult what else barry did louise o'keefe do after ella's diagnosis she searched online for support and found another mother, Westmead's Laura Egan, and her daughter, Alana. She also had a rare chromosome disorder. Now, spotting the difficulties in accessing medical treatment, uh, the lack of supports, uh, the lack of a supportive ear for parents in their situations, they decided to set up Rare Ireland Family Support Network. And from those two mothers in 2017, the group this evening has 1,700 members, 1,700 parents nationwide of children with rare, often progressive diseases and Louise and the others they fundraise to provide their, provide their children with care the state can't. Quite often it can be a case that um, someone comes to us and their child is the only child in the country with this condition or there could be five children worldwide, very little information and support to, to these parents, you know they really need the support um, Sometimes we have we have people who their child has not been diagnosed yet, but they have been told a child has rare disease, but that condition hasn't been found yet. To be in that position where you your child is the only person in the country with that particular disease, it is a pretty dark corner, if you will, to be in. Like we have seventeen hundred families, so everybody's sharing their advice, their experience, letting people know they are not alone. We actually work with a genetics consultant now, and we have um, monthly clinics in Dublin where we can book members in to have the genetics consultant appointment. The waiting list is very short, you know, but it takes them off that two-year waiting list. They provide subsidised um, speech therapy, occupational therapy, play therapy equine therapy whatever your child needs we subsidise therapies because they are so important um, for help to bring the child to the full potential that's been another amazing um, service that we've been able to offer right now at the moment in the Republic we have four geneticists there is currently approximately 1390 people waiting to see which is absolutely huge and there's only four um, there's a two to three year wait the waiting list is not getting any um, shorter put it like that some would say it's extraordinary that parents are having to, to step in themselves here isn't it that's what we've had to do you know um, and we're happy to be able to do it but um, you know it would be great if the, the services weren't so bad and the system wasn't so blocked up like you know so essentially, Barry, uh, families are having to help each other um, to make up for the pressures that, that are in the health system in the area. That's, that's what it boils down to. That's it. And another parent I spoke to was Cork's Judith Bodor. Her son Christopher is now two and a half years old, but from when he was seven or eight months, she noticed how he couldn't crawl or sit. But doctors initially dismissed Judith's concerns, but after a myriad of tests and months of waiting, Christopher was last October diagnosed with Angel Man's Syndrome, otherwise known as Happy Baby Syndrome. It's a genetic disorder. It leads to development delays and also problems with speech, balance, intellectual disabilities and seizures. And here's what else Judith told me. I couldn't sleep uh, and I was worried uh, every day because, uh, yeah, I knew something bad was going to happen. I mean, uh, we all knew that time that he's having some disorder, but we didn't know what. So, and when I looked up Angelman syndrome, I was shocked because the majority of these children won't be able to talk at all or even just few words. The most of them won't be able to walk at all so they need to use uh, walking aids or wheelchair normally these children won't be able to live independently at all throughout their life so they need support the disorder cannot be cured it's very rare
there it's one to 20,000 births. When the diagnosis finally came in October of, of 2022, what of supports, what of uh, your next appointment, what were you told about those? Actually nothing. Once the genetic test was done and once the diagnosis was confirmed, the consultant said we only need to see her every six months, but we didn't get any more support where to go or what to do. And also the consultant said that, yeah, he referred Christopher to geneticist, but we need to wait. So I was just uh, felt uh, desperate. You would have had to wait 12 months at least to see a geneticist again who would have explained uh, what this new, this rare diagnosis would mean for you going forward. At least 12 months, but it's usually more. But, you know, I never ever met a genetic disorder and we don't have any family history. First, I blamed myself. Maybe I did something wrong during the pregnancy. Everyone assured me that you can't do anything against genetics. But I was still desperate and I didn't know what will happen to him. I was always and I'm still worrying about his future. What will happen to him once I won't be able to manage him? You know, it's very hard to accept, even uh, to explain to to his sister that Christopher is different to the others. So that's why he needs more support. So I'm kind of, you know, exhausted because my daughter needs me as well. But my daughter needs to understand that Christopher needs me a bit more. My daughter said she would be a doctor (laughs) and she she would help Christopher to be able to walk and talk. And for for parents and families having to turn to each other in these situations, situations. For you, is that good enough? Should the the state perhaps be doing more? Yes, I don't want to say any bad things about the health system, but I think everyone knows what the situation is. So anywhere, everywhere, there is a huge waiting list. And uh, I think sometimes children and people are just disregarded. And it's a very, very big issue, the huge waiting list and the lack of support. And even just, you know, like a family support, like a counselling or some advice, how to accept and how to treat or how to manage a child with a genetic disorder. I even asked the consultant, so what to do? What can I do? Just said I need to wait until to see the geneticist. I was a bit disappointed. But through chance, Judith stumbled upon Rare Ireland Family Support Network and accessing supports is making a big difference for Christopher. All the private sessions cost lots of money. And then they also offered me the appointment in February if I wanted to see the geneticist from the UK in Dublin. And I said yes. Uh, they said the fee is 400 but they are happy to pay the half if I agree to pay the other half. And I said, of course. So they booked me in. And how important were those appointments, those therapies for, for you and for Christopher? So the speech and language therapy is going quite well. So even the therapist could see him that he's developing very well comparing uh, to his age and based on his diagnosis. And also the geneticist said uh, that he can, he could see that uh, Christopher is doing very well. So now he's uh, crawling, crawling on tummy, crawling on knees. He can stand up, he can uh, pull himself up, he can climb up on anything. He also can take steps uh, by holding furniture. So there's only one last uh, step is the walking independently. So it will need 
take some time. So he's improving. That means good. Hopefully he will be able to walk soon. Regarding the speech, it's very hard to predict because he's still young. Well, let's hope the uh, improvement continues. Barry, what are parents of children with uh, rare diseases planning over the next few days? You might tell us as well what the HSE has been saying more generally now about services for families. Yeah, so it's Rare Diseases Day next Tuesday and loads of buildings will light up to mark this occasion. Uh, Parents, families, they're planning uh, several fundraisers over the weekend, including swims in Waterford and Dublin. Politically, the programme for government included better supports for Ireland's only genetic service uh, at CHI at Crumlin. uh, And advocates in this area say they will hold the government to account on this. Whilst the HSE before Christmas, it launched a new uh, genetic and genomic medicine strategy. Uh, This would include a new lead in the area, further resources, uh, a a complete overhaul if you will, but they will be appointing a a national director leading out those reforms and this process is still ongoing. Okay, Barry Lenehan, thank you very much indeed for that report. 